I'm pulling up the discussion points from. All right, season two, episode two, number seventeen total. Yep. Rolling action here with you between two sheets podcast. I got Wes Mason and Clay Feldner with me as always. I say as always, but usually Clay's late. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, convinced him to come a little early. Saying we were well, he was late. Actually, he was, was he was he was late yeah. to the flood. But yeah. uh, we're all here on time for the for the most important part of the evening, and that is. The Between Two Sheets podcast. Good episode last week. Our opener of, of this year, this season, you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked about a lot of good stuff. Kind of let people know how we do our prep for the ice and for the upcoming season. How it's made. A little bit of plant history or info. Not history. Plant info, you could say. Um, yeah. Do have some corrections on some stuff that we talked about last week, though. One one immediate correction here because Wes put me on the spot with donations last week. Thanks, Wes. Sorry. That's okay. One major correction. Um, we did receive a very generous grant from the Minot Community Endowment Fund for youth curling this year of just under 10000 starter youth curling up. I believe I said Minot Community Foundation because I was dealing with them separate. So big correction there. Mm. And also, you did ask last week about a couple of our other big donors. Um, and I'll call out just a couple recent ones, but Hess has been a continual one, provided a couple of grants throughout the years, and I believe Enbridge provided a very generous one uh, this year for some club improvements, as well as uh, Jess Gardall for our new changing area that we yes. just added yes. for the materials for those. And if any of those people are listening, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Very much. Just on the changing area, I do got to mention, if you ever have to put a cubicle, cubicle together... Find someone else to do find it. Find like 17 people to help you. <laughs> it was not <laughs> easy. We... we we did not read the directions. Well, but we were told to. We just <laughs> no, we didn't. Out of it. <laughs> um, secondary correction, um, another mistake that Clay made, not to point fingers, uh, <laughs> was the shirt sleeve. Oh, we're sure. on our 62nd annual this year, not the 60th. So, still a big milestone. I I'm, may have said 50th. I was way off. Yeah, it's okay. It's, yeah. We'll, we'll, we get everybody up to date on it. The poster's online. It's updated now. All the posters are online for our Learn to Curl. Yep. For Air. the shirt sleeve bond spiel, so we can get a head start on that stuff. And the airbase league. It feels good having like all of our important dates picked this far ahead in advance. Like right. the season hasn't started and I already know what we're doing. It's nice. It's easy to plan. Yes. Yeah, plan ahead. Means um All right, and then uh this is our second season of doing between two sheets. Yeah. So we did promise our viewers that we were gonna let them know a little bit about our stats. Our stats as a podcast. Uh, Wes, you have the computer in front of you. You're a little bit better with this stuff. so I do. I actually wrote them down ahead of time, though. So oh, right on. Good, here, good, good. here are our fun stats. So I think the most important one right off the bat, we have over 1,400 listens all time. So that's 1,413 um, right before we started recording. We've had 156 downloads in the last 30 days, which I think is great because that means people are trying to uh, go back and listen to some of our episodes before the season kicks off again, get that excitement. We've had 16 listens on the last episode we published, which is a little disappointing, but uh, we're starting to yeah, It's only Wednesday. Oh, yeah, yeah. it is only we, Wednesday. We recorded it on a Friday. It's Wednesday. Oh, we did. We haven't had a full week. Yeah. So, yeah I, I also haven't there. posted it on Facebook or the website yet. There we go. And like, that's where my father-in-law listens. It's through Facebook, so you got to do that one. Um, our most popular episode was episode 15, which was our interview with Mark, History of the Shirt Sleeve. We have 197 listens on that one. I think second place was... Curl for the Cure? With Curl for the Cure? Or yeah. was it the history of the Minot Curling Club? I think it was Curl for the Cure, and then I think it was close third was the uh, history. That so if you're looking for our greatest hits, hit those ones up. Those are good ones. Yeah, those are good ones. We'll be out on vinyl at the end of this year. Will we? I don't know. Okay. It sounded good. 
Well, we're thinking about making big moves in the plastics industry with our logo, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So logo and merch. We're we're sitting here contemplating paying for an in-ice logo at the curling club to uh, toot our own horns. So, you know, if you want to contribute to that, just hand us a 20 next time you see us. So. <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, we'll say your name on the podcast. We will. In a good way. We'll say anything on the podcast for 20 bucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, where are we going from here, guys? Uh, well, I mean, we mentioned stats, so... One thing we chatted about before we hit the record button was we're going to talk a little bit about curling stats and, and some some of the unique things that professionals get marked on and have to abide by that we don't here at the Minot Curling Club, just some, some nuances of the game. Yes. So I want to say in on my teams, I give feedback to the people I curl with sometimes about like how well they're shooting. And I would always tell them stuff like, oh, I think that was like an 85% shot, meaning like you could have done a little bit better, but it was like a B overall, you know, like just trying to give them feedback. Like, oh, I think I really messed that up. Like, no, no, no. I think it was better than that. Or I think it was worse. Um, you got you guys 85% do- to the hog line. I, I tell my teammates that all the time. That's an 85% of the hog line, you know, when it's short. Yeah, just, just be better. So be better. Do better. Do yeah. better. Do better. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you were saying 85%. That's, that's kind of your feedback. Yeah, I'll give them a percentage shot because I would see on TV that they were doing percentages like, oh, this so-and-so is shooting 75% on their draws. So I was thinking that when I gave feedback, I should do my feedback as percentages. But we well, looked it up here, and that's not how the pros do We learned it's a little bit different. Yeah. So the scoring, if you have ever watched a game, a, a curling game on TV, whether it be the Briar, the Olympics, the Scotties, any of the U.S. playdowns, they keep stats. And this is this is a new thing to me. I was always actually curious about how they figured this out, especially with all the different kinds of shots you throw in curling. Mm-hmm. They rate it on a scale of zero to four. Zero to four. Yep. Yep. All right. So take every shot that you're going to throw it because in a, an eight end game or a ten end, you know, let's do ten because it makes the math easy. So in a ten end game, you're going to throw twenty rocks, um, four being the max. You could shoot eighty points total, right? So if you get through, rate every shot, and you ended up with 67 points, you would take 67 divided by 80, and that would be your shooting percentage for the game. So the tricky part... If you guys all followed that. He, he said he wanted to make the math out. easy, and he, he did 67 of 80, which I, I can't do that percentage in my head. I didn't do that percentage in my head. That was the 80 was the easy part, 67. <laughs> Here, I'm grabbing my phone right now. You Three out of four, that would be 75%. 60. If you did 60 for 60 That's for 80. 83.7%. There you go. So so you'd be shooting 83.7%. And then they'd break that down even farther as opposed to was it a draw shot? Was it a takeout? Were you throwing a peel? Was it a guard? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they'd break that down even farther into the types of shots that you threw. So so let's say say I'm throwing a peel and I I, I keep my rock in play. What would you give that? Do you remove the I remove the the opponent's stone, but mine's still sitting there in the wrong spot. I, it depends on how wrong it is. If you were sitting right up on the edge boards, I would probably give it a three. If you're, if you nosed it, uh, that's probably a one or a two. That's what I because yeah, you're just I'm, replacing the stone. I've replaced it with one of ours, but it's still in the way. Zero to one. You're not improving your situation. Okay. Um, actually, let me read out this little thing here we found online um, about a good like rule of thumb description for how you rate them zero to four. So a zero is bad shot. You didn't improve the situation at all, or maybe detracted from it. Um, one is improved situation slightly. Two is mediocre shot. You improved the situation, but it wasn't really what you were going for. 
Um, three is almost the desired result, but just not quite, and four is good shot. Um, we should say, too, that if you have what the internet referred to it as a circus shot, like that crazy three takeout, you know, sit for the button, um, you can actually give those a score of like five or six. So if it's something really wild and they pull it out and it was what was intended, you what can was go the guy extra points. I think it was a Swedish. Nicodine. How many yes. extra points do you think he got for the spinner you oh, threw for last the year? Spinner. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got to give him an ten. extra ten. Yeah, give him the four and ten more. Like the that was. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, look up. Well, I don't even know the description. Put into YouTube. Insane curling just, shot. Just, you yeah, can't miss Nicholas it. Nicholas spinner, spinner shot. shot. Yeah. If you were on the internet with anything curling related last spring, you saw it already. So it was everywhere. It was wild. Kind of want to try it. So what do you think we're shooting percentage wise? If you if you, if you look at us like pros, which is us like pros. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if we're ranked like the pros, what are we shooting out like here? A six. Oh, oh. I don't know. I think think most of my shots would fall in the two to three range, Um, you know, and usually I would say when I miss, I try to at least still get a one, right? Like if you're throwing a draw and you're just a little outside, well, I suppose if you're outside on a draw of the house, that's a zero, but, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I think you're given curling team in a, in a club sport. I mean, if you, if you shoot twos, if everybody on your team is shooting a two all day. You're having a good night. You're having a decent that I yeah. think so. You're having a decent night. Well, if you shoot twos as and as a couple threes or fours in there, throwing then you're a couple, shooting like yep. a 60 or 70%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And you got to take it into account. We're not curling on a perfect, pristine ice surface like these guys in the briar are we got can you really wait? can you wait until the ice is in before you start talking i'm talking about ball? last year oh okay jeez okay. yeah ice ain't even in yet man yeah give it a we, chance we have this to might have, be the year turn my microphone we have to have something to blame it on yeah what do we miss cam stone <laughs> <laughs> um we were talking smack about him before we started we were we too, were so. we were but, uh <laughs> Okay, um, so when we're doing this scoring here, I, I was when we were looking online, they had a lot of stuff about kind of, I guess how oddly sub- subjective it is, because like a lot of things where I would tell my curlers like, well, you at least still kept your rock in play, or like, yeah, you didn't quite make the draw, but you know, now that's a decent guard stone. Mm-hmm. Um, where those are actually like complete, there's a zeros, you know, it's like no, yeah, if you're yeah. scoring good and professional curling. There's a lot of shot. I mean, as a skip playing with with amateurs, not drag, not being derogatory, but we are all amateurs. Is also an amateur. Oh, yeah, I've never yeah. been curls. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Usually we are setting up our shots, anticipating a fair amount of misses. Yeah, well, it's always one thing that runs through your head. You're like, if they miss wide, what's, what's going to happen? What's your plan B? If they're narrow, yeah. yep, yep. Or plan C or D. Yeah, we've been, we've been we, way actually, down the alphabet. We actually yes. had to use double letters on our team before. Yeah, yeah. yeah in fact, we don't really rank it on a, on a numerical scale. No. It's, it, we, we, that's an alphabetical scale. Was that a was that a plan D shot or is that plan B? Well, for here, let's like let's just take for example. You you, you got a you got a center guard. This is us curling. You got a center guard sitting there. You're throwing second stones. You come in. You're supposed to draw into the top of the eight foot. Well, you draw behind the T line. I'm still going to give you probably a two or a three. You got a stone protected. Yep. We can use it for something. Whereas yep. if you are supposed to throw something to the top side of the eight foot as a professional curler and you put it behind the T-line, that's 
a bad that's, situation. Yeah, that's well. I think it depends on your shooting. Zero. Right? If you're if you're shooting lead and you threw a guard and then you drew behind your guard and you went deep, how you said, yeah, I might still give you a two or maybe even a three for that. But if you're the skip and you're throwing second to last stone, you know the one before hammer, and you go deep on that guard shot and you give them a nice backboard to land that Just last stone. Trees, on, yeah, that's that's like, a one that's or zero. One or zero. You know, well, I mean, yeah, maybe not zero because you're still in. You're yeah, in. But that's, that's, a, that's one. a lot worse than the lead, even though it's essentially the same shot right yeah and that's what i'm saying like it, as you progress farther down in into your later stones mm-hmm. the scoring almost gets harder so when we were looking it up to one thing that I, I don't know i almost bristled at when i was reading it is we had that example where you have to do a double takeout the rocks are both around the forefoot probably staggered a little bit on the forefoot um and you hit the first stone and you roll out to the edge of the 12 so you took out one stone your stone is still in play but you didn't make the attempt on the second one at all and in the example, I think they rated that shot a one, right? They're like, you did hardly anything. You know, you, you didn't get that second stone at all, and you're not sitting shot down there. Um, where I think for us in league curling, if I call a double takeout and my guys hit the first one, I'm like, hey, great job. You know, Limits that's damage. Great. That's great. Right? Yeah. 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 You slightly, minimally improved our situation. Yeah, and I, I'd like to give them like a two or a three, you know, for rating them like that. But yeah, You're going you know. to make my situation as a skip easier now because yeah. I got less traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I agree with that. What what other things would would distinguish us in in club play from the pros here? I, I, um, well, I mean, know. we don't have a big crowd. Nobody pays well, to come watch us. Hardly anyone shooting tuck. <laughs> you, you got I, a I little bit better. I, I, you got a little better. I, I have a nice tuck. You quit doing the spin tuck, and I've been real proud of you for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was wondering. It's got to be hard to shoot sideways, but you did it. I'll post a video later. <laughs> we'll put it right right beside that video of Trav that we post every year before exactly the season right. starts. Go uh, back in our Facebook. You can uh, check out our, our Wipeout compilation. It's just one. It's, <laughs> it's a, we should post more. We should, yes. Um, oh, what were some other things we were talking about? Well, um, well Wes, Wes mentioned he likes to bristle. He kind of bristles up. I mean, that that is actually... One we did discuss a little bit. Yeah, um, no horsehair bristle brooms Yeah, anymore. the yep. some equipment limitations. Uh, even just you, yeah. Even just the the on their brooms, they they can't have the same surfaces like a club team could have. Like they're no, they have to be an approved one. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's specific approved like what we would consider a standard broom. Like there's there are prob there are very many. I don't know if my broom's allowed here. Actually. I don't think I. I don't think yours yours is all those like old. Well, I don't even. They're the not ones with old. the ridges like, they feel in them? felt. The ones with the ridges aren't allowed anymore. No. Um, if they feel almost like a felt. Yep, they're not, not allowed. allowed. Uh, it's, it's like almost like a. <laughs> we talked about it. A nylon blend. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a vinyl plasticky, where you don't even think you'd be making friction on the ice. Very much. Uh, is, is what it, it feels like, but again. Maybe a finer pebble, I don't know. Yeah, those those guys are a lot better sweepers than we what are. Else? Uh, so shot? I've, got, I've oh. got the 2023 competition curling rules per, pulled up, and I went to like the etiquette section here. Funny, you can't you can't use vapes there. No e-smoking devices. No. So huh. it's good to know they're keeping the rules up with the times. Yeah. So. Speaking of vapes, I mean, have we? when did we get rid of the ashtrays on the ice? I was going to say, <laughs> if this was 30 years ago, I think smoking was mandatory. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The nice haze you had kept the humidity down, probably. Yeah, if you look yeah. up, I, there's a couple of de- decent Netflix specials out there right now featuring. Um, I think it's called Losers. It's a really good show, oh, but you could actually the free guard zone. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's a that's a great episode. I highly you guys recommend are watching. Out of the hacks with a dart hanging out of their mouth. A, yes, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, what else did we talk about? Shot clocks? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's one thing a lot of people don't really know about. Yes, there is a shot clock, and it starts as soon as the other team's rock comes to rest. Yeah. Right? So that's how they do time. When that one comes to rest, they start timing the other team. And it's a, and it's get, cumulative, right? For your team, like you... The whole team gets, what, two hours in an eight-end game? Yeah. So you can be really quick on your first ones. Like, if your lead, you want to be really quick because you know you're going to need extra time to think later on. But they also get timeouts. You get a couple one-minute timeouts. But yeah, curling is a timed sport. It's not... It doesn't add time. Like, they don't keep the time. Clock counts down. You only have a certain amount of time to actually play the game as a team. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you see it a lot on TV. Guys get down into the last couple of, couple of seconds on their final shots and they gotta let those things go pretty quick because as soon as the stone leaves your hand then your clock stops very much what are you finding there Wes um it says 38 minutes per team for men's and women's game I'm sorry I'm trying to read super quick no, that's okay we can go on to the next one here while you look that one up uh we we did mention there's some there's believe it or not when you it might be hard to believe when you see the Norwegian curling team but there is a dress code well, they, Norwegian team has the cool pants. If they, they don't, they know. do. Yeah, <laughs> they, I don't. I haven't seen him in a while. Thomas Allrude passed away a few years ago. He was the one that kind of sparked that. Uh, he, they they had very loud pants on, but there's a yep. No no sweatpants. No t-shirts. Uh, collared shirts, jackets. No cowboy boots with sliders on. No cowboy boots with sliders. I did um, that in our outdoor event, by the way. It didn't work as bad as I thought. I was wearing jeans. It was tough to get down. It is kind of hard to tuck in a in, in jeans. <laughs> Um, I mean, get blowouts, right, Nolan? You know, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun yeah, story we, in this one. I, I believe it, it was Nolan's first year at the Mina Curling Club. He was he was still working. I for was that. actually working when it happened. Yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he was he was reporting live for KX. I believe wasn't live, not live. No, but I, I convinced him to do uh, to do one slide out of the hack and uh, blew his pants out back to front. And I actually saw that before I knew you. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't. It was funny. So much back to front. It was. It was. My front. whole inseam was gone. <laughs> I turned those pants into chaps. It was. Uh, yeah, and that was also brought up last year. If you want to hear the full story on it, um, the nice lime green underwear I was wearing was a great touch for for everyone that got to see me finish up my story <laughs> that night. Um, we were speaking a little bit on etiquette, though. Uh, looking at like watching a professional game, you notice they all have microphones on. So the crowd can hear them, so the folks at home can kind of hear the strategy going on between the teams. Wes had mentioned that there is no cursing allowed. It's yep. not 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 allowed. It's just very frowned upon. It's a very good way to get a fine and your mic turned off. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think at the televised, like professional level, they will uh, get you to stop. <laughs> I'll say it like that. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the stick is and the carrot, but I I think that you you will stop or you won't be curling anymore at a certain certain point. But. Yeah, I feel like it's there's probably a certain strike rule. It's like uh, you get a finger wag at first, and then your mic gets turned yeah, off. Yeah, like everybody gets one, and then it's, it's, it's time to go home. You're not you're not PG. Um. So one interesting thing back on the shot clock thing. So I was just reading here. Um. Well, how they do the shot clock? It looks like in a ten end game, you get thirty eight minutes of thinking time per team. 
Um, but the clock is only running when the other team's stone has come to rest, and then until your team starts moving, so they're shooting their shot, once they get like out of the hack and near the key line, then they stop the clock again. So while your stone's in motion, um, you know, the clock is not running. So I think yep. that that's, that makes sense. A that little, makes sense. Because, you know, with the fast ice, some of these rocks are taking 30 seconds to go down the ice. You know, right, you'd finish, run out of time so, so fast. Yeah, you'd be out of time real quick. Yeah, it's you know? like your pitch clock. And is there anything on that that has, the clock has changed in the last few years? One metric? Yeah. It depends if you're doing traditional or doubles or all sorts of stuff. And they, I think extra ends, I think it said it gets to four minutes of thinking time. Yeah, yeah, you get an extra, extra four minutes. minutes. And, um, and then, the, again, a the t- couple of timeouts where your coach can come out onto the ice. Yeah, how many timeouts do you get? Two timeouts? I think it's two timeouts. Yeah. Um, minute per piece or so. When do they well, do the break? Because in... Professional curling, they do it at the at the end of the sixth end. Like if you're doing a ten end game, it's after the sixth end that they prep the ice again, right? I don't know if they reprep it. I think they just get a break. I think it's more of a no. They those guys, they uh, I think they might actually scrape and then pebble and nip again. They do like a quick scape and oh, then really? pebble and nip it. Yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes you'll see them finishing up with that, like when they're doing the or running the broom over it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, is it? It's seven seventh end break, isn't it? No, you think it's baseball se- seventh ends. Sixth you're thinking of the the seventh head stretch yeah i think it's after the fifth going into the sixth because it's half right half. you know it's like right down the middle yeah. well speaking of professionals we have uh, pretty pretty uh cool events coming up near us here yeah the briar between two sheets is taking on regina the 2024 montana steakhouse briar is in regina yeah, Saskatchewan. You just ruined my joke going i was i was really going to bring up the montana's briar and and try and link it to Montana's oh, rich curling history. Is that the sponsor? History. It's Montana's yeah, it's like the Steakhouse restaurant. Yeah, it's, it's not Tim Hortons. It's Montana's Briar now. So funny. We had a Montana's in town, right? Correct. It was up Montana, Montana Mike's. Montana, Montana Mike's. Mike's. Oh, different yeah, one. Yeah, that's okay. Different one. Okay. But yeah, I really wanted to link it to Montana's rich curling history, um, but yeah. No one beat me to it, so. Okay, so I'll give the shout-out right here. Uh, we're sitting section 116, row 3. What are you talking about, Wes? I thought we were going to the press box. Oh, yeah. yeah well, we, we might were... have tickets for sale because we're going to try and get a press box for yeah. the podcast. Number for, one, for one cur- of the nights. Number one curling podcast in North Dakota, yeah. podcasting live from the Briar. What are our chances, guys? I think pretty good. Do you think we can get, like, uh, like, like Ray Turnbull or somebody on with us? One of the guys that does the commentating for TSN, get Vic Router on. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I, I'm not sure. Absolute legend. <laughs> yes. He has got to follow along. I know, I know, I should, I should. As a fellow curling broadcaster, I should be better at that. Yeah, yeah. Just in general, it should be better. What else you got, Nolan? Give me something else. Um. Well, who who are you picking to win the Briar this year? Me, I don't, I don't know. I haven't watched, I haven't watched any curling. I don't know who's curling for who this year. They got to do all the playdowns. Oh, hey, um, it was after this was a big shakeup year, wasn't it? Because they just had the Olympics, and that's when a lot of teams break up and reform. Did you last year? There was a lot of new teams. Okay. Um, I don't know. It seems like every year the rules are changing as to who can curl for what province. Uh, before what last time that I was able to keep track of it, like as a diehard fan. Um, you just had to be a member of a club in that province in order to curl for that team. So you had people from like Nova Scotia curling for Alberta. Note to our listeners, it's province, not Providence. The viewers. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> okay, so so you, you mentioned uh, you get to curl for your province. How 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 is the format there? It's because um, I noticed there's multiple teams from certain provinces. Isn't that correct? Or does each province just each, get one team? Each province gets one outside of Ontario. 
Just due to its size? Due to its size. They have Ontario and Northern Ontario. Oh, yeah. And, and then you, there is a Team Canada. So the previous winner, which that used to just be a Scotties thing. And then there's wild, there's two wildcard teams as well. And wildcard teams I might now, be though. thinking of the Scotties yeah. here. But so Team Canada is also in the Briar now? Yep. That's And that's, I mean, that's been a few years now. But that used that started as just a Scotties thing. So the previous winner, the Scotties, came back and curled as Team Canada for a chance to repeat. Mm. Now, gotcha. with the amount of men's teams there was, they didn't do that. Okay. But then they decided to add it and also add it in the wildcard team. So you will see one or two team Manitobas, uh, team Albertas. It just depends on whoever wins the wildcard. And I think the way they were doing that was based off of their standings in the Grand Slam, like the world curling standings. So I've got a couple more difference between pros and club members. Yeah. Did yeah. you know that at the professional level... If you swap in an alternate for some reason, and say somebody takes a tumble, has come off the ice, the alternate has to use the brush head from the person they're replacing. Yeah, so you either have to give them your broom or swap the brush head out. I think yeah. for the shirt sleeve, we, we swapped on jackets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was just so they matched. Well, and that's what that's kind of what I was talking about, because I think there's a limit on how many brooms you can carry with you. Is there anything it says in there? I haven't gotten to that section here. Um, my other fun one that I found so far, too, was... You know, uh, we've all had a game, you know, against somebody who puts the screws to you and it's three ends in and you're down nine to zero and you go, well, I can read the writing on this wall and you shake hands and go upstairs and uh, try to forget about it. Um, in uh, in 10 end games, a minimum of six ends must be completed. So, and then eight in playoff games. Is, is that... So you can't forfeit after three ends if you're down nine to zero at the the tippy top level. I guess is they that, is that a professional out. rule or is that televised only? I was going to say messes up your commercial breaks. I would. I don't know. It's it, this is just in a competition level, so this would be like world curling. Yeah, I was going to say because if I was televised and I was losing that bad, I definitely wouldn't want to curl six ends. No, no. So I'm out, boys. See ya. Shut They'd switch over to a different game anyway. Yeah, so that's, that's fair. Like, well, we're going to go over here. Um, what about 360s when you're down six ends? What's, is, what's, what's the thought on those in a pro level? I don't know. When was the last time you saw somebody do a 360 at the professional you, level? I feel well, like it's been a number of years. I was going to say it. you, but not a pro level. Uh, yeah, you'll I'm see a, it every now and then. big They'll fan do a, of the 360s, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> They'll do a trick shot. There was a guy out of Manitoba. His name was Jeff Stoughton, and he did the Manitoba tuck so his his 360 was very very smooth the tuck 360s are the yeah they called it the stout and spinorama he would do it at the briar and stuff like that um you've seen a couple of dudes in like the i don't know if it's even pinties anymore pinties used to be the sponsor but like the grand slam tour uh i think it was a dean actually turned this rock on its side and rolled it down the ice i have heard of that i i don't like the side roll one because i look at it and i'm like you're, you're gonna ruin the ice. ice. You're messing up that ice, man. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I'm like, what if it tips over and breaks the handle too? You Again, know? at that at that level, I don't think they're overly concerned about that. Yeah, but I am. Yeah, it gets the blood pressure going a little bit. That's fair. Um, but they, I don't think it's against the rules to do it. I don't think you do it when it's you're tied at four going into the seventh. Yeah, I mean, my whole thing on it is it's always etiquette, right? Like if I am putting screws to somebody i don't want to do a 360 at the end because that's in poor taste you know well here's one thing on etiquette prior to the game everybody shakes hands right it's a gentleman's game gentlewoman's game mm-hmm. gentle person's game if you want me to be really correct um you shake hands do you say good game or good luck good game break a leg you can't do that 
I actually, for the first one, I always say good curling. So good curling. Good curling. Good curling. Good curling. Okay. Good curling. Good curling. Good curling. See, I'm a good luck guy, and I was told this is a few years back by one of my opponents. Did you have some old guy who snarkily said, "I don't need luck" or something? Like no, that? he said that's not eti- that's not good etiquette. You say good curling, and I say no. I say good luck because you're going to need it. And that was worse etiquette. <laughs> I was going to. I knew this was going to go. But I understand it, it, that reaction well though for, for my team. <laughs> Tell me what to do. Yeah. Show you. But I don't. I'm not saying good luck because you're going to need it to everybody. I'm saying good luck. You're, see, you're saying fun. good luck because you're going to need it to some people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was just that was just the one instance where someone decided they wanted to tell me I was wrong. But I don't think. It, do you think that's bad etiquette? I think it's the way you say it. Kind of like when you said "gentle person." Uh, <laughs> well, you never I'm know. Give, I'm giving you. Crap. You never know. Oh, I'm geez. giving you crap. Uh, yes yeah etiquette and then what uh, we talked about this last year what was when you're after the flip what is it again you get you obviously get the hammer if you win the flip if you want if you want hammer you choose yeah the other team chooses the color or if what what's the ruling on the color who gets to pick the color I, I think at the professional level, like I just know from watching the Scotties, the color's predetermined. Predetermined. Yeah, predetermined. And also, they don't flip for that. They shoot for shooting order. They do a draw to the button. Yeah, they do a draw to the button for shooting order. So. Oh. But the way we did it back home for club curling where we did a flip mm-hmm. was if you won the flip, you got choice of first or second yep. uh, shot. Yep. If you lose the flip. If you lose the flip, you get to pick a color. That's how we've always always. And I like that one, but I find here when I try to do that, everybody's like, "Well, my drink's already over on that side. I don't want to switch." I'm like, "And they're right. Your drink and your rocks never touch. By the way, it doesn't matter if your cup holders over there. We have rocks are over there. We have red decals on one side. You have red cup holders on one side. Just stop." Stop messing it up and just pick the correct How color. How about you all quit color coding everything? How's that? <laughs> yeah, between <laughs> between gentle persons and West color coding if, over here, we are going to get an moral of the story here. Is if you podcast. really want to pick the color of your rocks down here at Minot at the Minot Curling Club, you just have to be the first one on the ice. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that is, and that's what I started doing too. Because I always want yellow rocks because I can see them better. The yellow stands out more for me. I have a harder time finding the red huh. ones. I think you really? can see everything with these new lights. Oh yeah, we told our viewers we did, about, we the, did new talk lights, about right? the new lights. But it, you know it's what gonna, I did notice? It's gonna though? be bright. We're gonna be curling in sunglasses. Flashback to last episode. They don't flick when the plaque comes on. No, they do I not. Watch. No. Yeah, I and watched. it doesn't. It doesn't up here either. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little bummed. I'm gonna miss it. You're gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss You'll it. You'll get used to it real quick. I suppose. Yeah. Um. So we talked about Briar. We have hit 30 minutes, by the way. Okay. So. So yeah. I don't know what else we want to get into. Uh, There's got to be something good. Real quick, goals. Let's go. We talked. We were gonna. Oh, we we're gonna do goals for the year. I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. Um, Clay, what's your goal for this curling season coming up? My goal for this curling season is to. This is actually. I we don't even know skipping our team yet. But if I'm shooting skip rock, I want to win every one. At the end. Oh, okay. oh, like like if we're tied. If we're tied. Okay, I see what you're doing. You guys yep. are you guys are curling Wednesdays. Curling yeah. Wednesdays. I want to beat you guys every time I play you. That's your goal. That's one of my goals. Yeah. Right, that's well, my that's probably my most important one though. It's a lofty goal. Yeah. Um, I just I just like to see our team improve from what we did last oh, year. Oh come on, uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, obviously yeah, better than first place. That's an impossible. Goal. Let's repeat the city champions this year. Uh, that's that's my big goal and. Then, Maybe improve on, on our shirt sleeve finish. 
That's what I got to do. That that could do better. Actually, yeah. no. My real goal. That's my real goal. Uh, if we get if we win city again, cool. My real goal is to is to get a team of the boys from back home down this year and actually have a have a team. Mm-hmm. I would like to get. I would like to set a new PR for signups in my military league too. I want to get fourteen teams this year. We've never had more than eleven, so. And that's I, goal. I was kind of thinking along the same lines. I'm really curious to see how we're gonna um, see for stats and how many teams sign up per our league nights as well. Uh, Wednesdays historically have always maxed out, except for possibly post-COVID year. Even then, it may have maxed Post-COVID out. Post-COVID year was the year we had to cap it, or we wanted to cap it, but we let 23 teams curl. Pre-COVID um, year. Yes, because now we cap it at 22. We don't let more than 22 yeah. teams go. So. But Monday, from the sounds of it, is going to have a lot of new teams already. Really? Yeah, oh. um, quite a few teams from Hess are signing up. A um, bunch of new curlers on Monday. Uh, Wednesday, I believe we are going to have to cap because I know quite a few teams that are starting that one. Well, yeah, and for anybody listening, it's first come, first serve if you were in there last year, too. So if you were curled the year before and you register on time, you'll get a spot. Um, if you didn't curl that night before and you want in, it's it's first come, first serve. Um, so, and so stop being do. slackers and sign up. Just a, just a heads up, too. Like We typically say Minot is a little bit more of the learner-friendly. Um, doesn't mean you can't sign up for a Wednesday or a Thursday. Don't be scared to come out and curl. It's, we're a good club. We're, we're going to help people that are learning. And the other thing we do, too, is on our big nights, once you have over, like, 14 teams, we break it up into two leagues. Yeah. So there's an upper league and a lower league, and you don't really notice, but you don't curl team. If you're in the lower league, you don't curl teams in the upper league, you know. And we rate those because we know everybody and do it by, you know, skill level. So. Yeah, very much. And you'll also see uh, experienced skips starting their own teams. You could have, you know, the best skip in the club. Mm-hmm. With brand new curlers, you can have cur- me skipping your team, and you, you know, yeah. still yeah. might not win all of them. When, yeah. when Clay yeah. said that, he kind of looked at me like, "You can get off my team now." I <laughs> did not mean that at all. <laughs> Witnessing the breakup. I yeah, guess. Oh, all right. Well, we're over thirty. I think that was a good episode. Uh, we'll be back next week, as we always are. Uh, Nolan, I'm Wes. Hey guys, that was Bye. that was Clay. <laughs>